This is the Berman Project. Hey, it's JD here, back for another week of introspection and reflection on loss, grief, and the pathway to mental wellness, all the while nourishing my soul with the music and art of the late, great indie rock singer-songwriter, David Berman. So, how you been? I've been okay. I'm looking out my window right now. The sky is blue. The clouds are fluffy. And uh, it's inviting. It's making me want to go for a walk. But I know it's really cold out. And I'm going to rectify that by getting on a plane later today and going to Arizona and uh, hang out with my brother for a week. He's there on business, and so uh, I thought I would join him, hang by the pool while he's at work, and then go for happy hour and cocktails when he's done work. He doesn't drink, so there's that. I'm reticent to get into what I'm going to get into today, even though... It's built into the mission of the show. And it's the loss part. I've been really thinking about my father a lot lately. I've been having some pretty vivid dreams. And I got thinking the other day, you know, the nice things he used to do for me. And one of the things he used to do, we didn't come from a lot of money. Uh, So, you know, we didn't go to, well, let me just start from the start. I I was thinking about professional wrestling, <laughs> as one does from time to time. And there was a town near us where the TV tapings were done for WWF. And I was a big WWF fan. And we never went. And I always wondered why. Uh, never questioned it. Never felt like I was, you know, terribly missing out on anything, but I've thought about it a lot as a, as a grown man. And I'm guessing we just didn't have the box to, you know, to, to swing it. Cause we didn't do a lot of that stuff. We didn't go to hockey games or, um, you know, stuff like that. We always were doing stuff, but we didn't get into stuff like that. And, you know, the only thing I can think of is that we, that we didn't have a, a lot of box and, my dad worked his way up in the company that he worked worked for. It was Bluebird School Buses. Um, you know, he started as a as a as a young man and worked his way into a front office job. And uh, he every year would get a pair of tickets to the Blue Jays, uh, or maybe he got more than one pair, but. I knew of one pair because I got them. Uh, he would give them to me every year. And I would take a friend and we would travel into Toronto and and um, and go and watch the Blue Jays play. And they were really great, terrific seats. They were club seats. Uh, so, you know, they had a good sight line. You, you got seat service. I was never, I don't think I went, went I don't think I was ever, of drinking age when I went, but I might have been. I might have been the last year he gave me tickets. I might have been old enough to drink, um, but that's here nor there. The thing that 
has really stuck in my craw a lot this last couple of weeks that I've been thinking about a great deal is I'm curious why I never offered him one of the tickets. I'm curious why I wouldn't have thought to invite him in return for giving me the tickets and, and had a father and Sunday other than the fact that, you know, we got along fine, but we were very different people. We we're very different people. But it wasn't until I started working at Bluebird in my university years that I would meet him for breakfast and, you know, and he would talk to me and he would tell me stories and, you know, uh, like he related to me a little bit more. But I know he always got buzzed by the fact that, you know, he thought that I thought I was better than him because I was living in Toronto or something like that. There was, there was something. And, you know, we never really fixed that. And it really fucking pisses me off that you don't get a chance to fix these things after the fact. And uh, I got season tickets this year for the Blue Jays. And I would give anything to take my father to one of those games now. It would be great. And um, I'm sorry that I didn't invite you ever. I'm sorry that I didn't uh, put myself in a position to get to know you better and understand you more. I'm sorry for that.
All right. That was The Right to Remain Silent, a song that comes from The Natural Bridge. It's the fifth track on the record, and it's a dandy. It's, uh, yeah, it's a dandy. It's, obviously, it's instrumental. Um, It's a, a little repetitive, I suppose, but it's, it's too good to be left off the record. It's, it's, um, I really like it. I, I really like it. I, I, I wish we got some Berman lyrics for it. And that, that brings me to my next point and, uh, the segment that we introduced last week, which is where I get AI to tell me a little bit more about the song of the week. And this is what AI has to say this week. The Right to Remain Silent is a song by American indie rock band, The Silver Jews. It was released in 2001 as part of their album, Bright Flight. The song features the distinctively poetic and surreal lyrics that are characteristic of Silver Jews frontman David Berman, who was known for his sharp wit and melancholic musings. The lyrics of The Right to Remain Silent seem to explore themes of isolation, paranoia, and the ability to communicate effectively with others. Musically, the song is driven by a laid-back, country-inflected rhythm with gently strummed acoustic guitars, brushed drums, and the delicate piano and pedal steel accents. Berman's vocals are delivered in his trademark deadpan drawl, which adds to the song's overall sense of detachment and introspection. The Right to Remain Silent is widely regarded as one of the standout tracks from Bright Flight and a highlight of the Silver Jews discography, as a haunting melody and evocative lyrics continue to resonate with fans of indie rock and alt-country music today. Wow. <laughs> People are worried that AI is going to steal their jobs. Man. I'm safe as hell as a podcaster. Let's read some poetry. This is from Actual Air. It's called New York, New York. A second New York is being built, a little west of the old one. Why another? No one asks. Just build it. And they do. The city is still closed off to all but the work crews who claim it's a perfect mirror image. Truthfully, each man works on the replica of the apartment building he lives in, adding new touches, like cologne dispensers, rock gardens, and doorknobs marked for the grand hotels. Improvements here and there done secretly and off the books. None of the supervisors notice or mind. Everyone's in a wonderful mood, Joking, taking walks through the still streets that the single reporter allowed inside has described as unleavened with reminders of the city's old complicated past, but giving off some blue perfume from the early years on earth. The men grow to love the peaceful town. It becomes more difficult to return home at night, which sets the wives to worrying. The yellow soups are cold, the sun sets quick. The men take long breaks on the fire escapes, waving across the quiet spaces to other workers mediating on their perches. Until one day, the sky fills with charred clouds. Tool belts rattle in the rising wind. Something is wrong. A foreman stands on the avenue, pointing binoculars at the massive gray mark moving toward us in the eastern sky. Several voices. What? What is it? Pigeons, he yells through the wind. Again, that was New York, New York from Actual Air. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh, 
David showing off some of his uh, wonderful sense of humor and, um, you know, imagining a, a place that's so perfect, but it's spoiled by pigeons is, is truly great. New York would be wonderful were it not for the pigeons, right? Um, yeah, uh, it's got me grinning. It's, it's very nice. Some very evocative uh, um, word choice. Uh, yeah, uh, again, this, this book is stellar, and uh, I can't get enough of it, but we're going to have to wait. Next week, I'll tell you about my trip to Arizona, uh, because I'll have done it, and it will be easier for me to describe then. But until then, stay hungry, stay foolish, and wash your goddamn hands. The Berman Project is a production of Duvra Podcasts and Such. You can find out more about the show at www.thebermanproject.xyz. That's right. I'm fucking Canadian. I'm also social. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, and all the rest at Berman Project. Duvra! Podcasts and such. <laughs> <laughs>